I'm gonna hit you with the song again. Yeah, I need it, man. I need 20 cc's of AJB. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that might be the intro. <laughs> the Doopy Brothers podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. I'm AJ, joined by my co-host and brother. I'm Luke, and we're here in Fredericksburg, Virginia. It is February 10th, and we're back. We are back. We had to take a break last week. A um, little personal family news. Uh, we were running out of guests for the show, so I made a new one. We have a Doopy daughter. <laughs> yeah, Had myself. Man. A, thank you, thank you. So Luke is now uh, uncle for the second time. We got baby Keegan, and now baby Parker. So she came exactly a week ago so thanks for bearing with us while we took a week off um but we got a lot to talk about uh i mean we've got a full episode two halves um in the second half we will get into a little bit of a conference preview for the season now that we're yeah. getting close we're only 19 it's, days it kind of snuck up on us 19 it, days away it's from been, it's the been so long that i felt like oh there's still like a month until the season starts yeah. an extra month until the season starts but no it's like like a couple weeks away this is, this it's, is, it's yeah. happening this month yeah, we have um, three preseason games left. We've got, oh, who did I just say? Cincinnati on Wednesday, um, Inter-Miami, and then Dallas on the 19th, and that's yeah. our last one. That's only nine days away. Oh. So wild stuff. Season's sneaking up on us, but uh, it just means the podcasts are going to get better and more exciting. Yeah, um, actual things to talk about. Yeah. Not just vamping for months. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, big team news that we didn't get to talk about yet was the signing of uh jacob glesness 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 something like that um i think it's a great signing uh whether he i mean how where do you think he fits in with this team so he comes from sorry so let's just talk about he comes from uh norway he's 25 years old he was their captain despite being only 25 years old um comments on twitter and stuff people uh, who are fans of that team, Stromsgold sets, uh, really like him. And they all had really good things to say about it. So, Luke, where do you think he's going to fit into this Union squad for 2020? I mean, it's you know it's, it's hard to say when we haven't you know seen much of him yet, but it seems like a really solid signing that I he can't just be a bench guy. He, I feel like he's going to... seems like he's here to get a lot of games, a lot of minutes, um, which is... Not exactly what we maybe expected out of a, a center back signing. We kind of knew there'd be some a depth signing, but maybe not one of this caliber, which is a, a really pleasant surprise. Because um, they used Tam to get him. He's he's obviously like the pedigree you showed you shared was pretty pretty good. Um, I, I'm excited. It seems like he's gonna have to compete for maybe. I feel like he's gonna compete to start with Jacob or uh, Mackenzie and Jack Elliott. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I agree. I think it's a very strong signing. He seems like a good player who I think it might give us some more. And this might be weird. Two years in a row having a lot of tactical flex- flexibility after being stuck in what we were in with the four two three one. But now, when I first heard this, I thought, well, are we going to go three center backs since we have three potential starter center backs? Um, I know Kincaid put out a potential lineup with three center backs. 
um, Bedoya in the wing and Wagner on the other. Yeah. Then we've got a couple new guys in the middle. Aronson at the 10. Go to 3-5-2. And two strikers up top. Yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty cool. I, I mean, it's something something that they could do. Yeah, I don't, I don't think um, just because he's a starting caliber player that we have to switch our formation to fit him. I think it's okay to have these this, these kind of quality guys not always starting in, on the bench and then rotating in when, when they're needed, they need, needed to be called upon. But I think that's really interesting. It'd be cool to see it, then pull, pull out a three in the back and we can get more of those midfielders that we love onto the field and try that Bedoya fullback kind of role and, and a wing back. That's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, and and with having three strong fullbacks, uh, Curtin mentioned that obviously McKenzie's in the running to be missing some time for international duty. Uh, Glessness, he could potentially play with Norway's team. Um, and uh, Elliot was even mentioned as from Curtin saying he's got some qualities that could make him play for a possibly, not, not the England national team, but the Scottish one. Yeah, apparently. And, and so, soon he's going to have Engl- or American citizenship, so that's like apparently an option too. I don't see that. I guess I feel like I guess Scotland might be the only, or I mean maybe the best shot, but it, it's interesting that Karen mentioned that. Um, yeah. It's obviously just speaking to his quality, and we, we know that Jack Elliott is, is a great center back. Yeah, just but, think about the national team in two years from now. They're going to have uh, Mark McKenzie as starting center back with Jack Elliott because they are – putting up shutouts left and right. Right. You're going to have um, Matt, Matt Fries Matt in, in goal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Matt Real. Matt Real is your left back. You got Aronson running the 10. Right, Gattis, your right back. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That, that's where it kind of derails me. Yeah. Um, do we have any American goal scorers? I mean, Aronson, Fontana. Uh, there's like... DeVries. Misich. He's a little, still young, but he should be... So uh, he's with U2 now? Yeah. Okay. He was, yeah, like a... Homegrown, not officially with YouTube, but okay. I think he should be more prominent YouTube guy. But I think there's some guys still in the works. So there's there's it's just saying that there's a chance that your union team could be uh <laughs> the national team basically. Yeah, yeah, that's that's gonna happen. Um <laughs> speaking of let's just jump to that right now. Aaronson McKenzie made their national team debuts. Uh oh gosh, who was that against? Costa Rica. Yeah. Yeah. Um Aaronson got the start, which was cool. Surprising, right? I didn't expect it. He how did, how do you think he played? Um, maybe a little more quiet than I hoped, but he held his own. I think he he ran around like we like we see him play when he when he plays with us. He covered a lot of ground. He tried to get as active as he could be. Maybe not as much as um we wanted him to be or he wanted to be, but he I think he got like one one solid chance. Yeah, he got a shot just wide of the goal. Yeah, yeah. I think every time he got the ball, it was good. He just didn't get the ball enough. Yeah, I, and I think that's kind of something we're going to need him to work on this year be be what we've said before with a volume number 10 a guy who gets on the ball a lot yeah because obviously he's he's a smart dude he's been talked about enough that we don't really have to go into what he's good at and all but it is exciting to see him get the start then Mackenzie comes in doesn't have a lot to do but they both get their first caps yeah, yeah it was cool yeah Coaster yeah. didn't attack too much it wasn't too threatening so Mackenzie had a pretty easy job when he got in yeah but yeah it's, so, it's just so cool to see our 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 homegrowns wearing that U.S. jersey, that, that was a really cool moment as for you all Union fans. That was, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, it's just a shame no one was in the stadium to watch it. It <laughs> yeah, was a, pathetic looking. And uh, You're playing in a small soccer stadium, and you can't even make it look crowded. Like It, was even, it didn't even look like it was crowded. Yeah. So there's, there's an issue with the national team. But 
this isn't this isn't a national team podcast. So Let's I mean, it, it will be in a couple of years when the Union are the national team, <laughs> yeah. but not yet. <laughs> Speaking of Aronson, um, Andrew Weeby put out an article of ten players in which 2020 is a huge season, and who needs to have a huge season? Um, I guess it wasn't just players because uh, Aronson was on there. He needs to do his thing. But also um, Pavon in L.A., uh, Pamacall in Dallas. He also mentioned a couple coaches, Bob Bradley and Frank DeBoer. So it was just cool to see Aronson's name along those who are kind of some of the bigger names in the league. Yeah, yeah it's cool to see that um, he's getting that kind of um, Recon- national spotlight yeah. and recognition. Yeah, that he's... He's got a lot of eyes looking on it, looking at him. It's not just uh, from a union perspective, more of a, a bigger, bigger audience. That's that's pretty interesting. Hopefully, he can uh, live up to that. Um, I don't know potential. Yeah, live up to the potential and uh, really make a twenty twenty his year. Um, gosh, we got so much to go on to. Let's go to the preseason scrimmage. There's a preseason scrimmage that was streamed for a lot of our listeners. Unfortunately, not for us. Sabina, Virginia, weird yeah. stuff. And people are saying like. VPN or something like I don't even, I can't even spell that I don't even know what. No, yeah, it's just like the, pretending that your internet connection's in a different location, oh, okay, which is cool. like, it's a it's a pretty common thing, but it's something that we shouldn't really have to deal with to watch to watch a simple preseason game. Yeah, it's pretty it's, frustrating. I didn't want to like mess with that because that's something I've I've used before, but yeah, yeah that's, that's just, disappointing. Yeah, it's I, annoying. Apparently, they had a decent game. They won one uh, zero off a, a goal we got to see the clip of, which is a mm-hmm. decent um, decent goal. The, yeah, that Casper finished off. It was like. Played yeah. from Glessness, header to Bedoya, who played a sweet ball up to Santos, running like through the defense, and then cut it back to to Casper to finish it off. So that was a from what from that clip showed. I think we're we look great. We're awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think if we continue scoring goals like that and don't let the other team score any, we've got a good shot at winning a lot of yeah, games. That definitely checks out. And unfortunately, that's as much as we can really say about the preseason <laughs> scrimmage. But we got more to come, and hopefully, those are ones we can watch without uh, dealing with too much technical workarounds yeah yeah um let's see after that preseason scrimmage but before the national team game no not run uh <laughs> it was after all that <laughs> sorry the jersey release party we talked a lot about the fearless fan thing last week yeah. or two weeks ago i guess and we were kind of right in the ballpark of what really went down at this party um like a, lot, we, a lot we, of snakes a lot of snakes a lot of snakes kind of a nightmare for the Duke brothers yeah glad we didn't go yeah, appreciate people uh, sending us pictures of snakes after the last podcast. That was really nice to get alerts for. <laughs> Open up Twitter, and there's a snake looking at me, and really, really appreciate that. Um, but yeah, it looked like a good party. It uh, looked like some people had some fun. I think none had more fun than Mark McKenzie. Uh, he, I mean, he, he is just made for this generation of social media. Yeah. He's, he's all over it. He's um, got good expressions. He's smart guy well-spoken and stuff and so it's good to see it's all it's just always fun to see him involved with team events and yeah stuff. him and elberho were not having this thing so <laughs> i couldn't couldn't relate to them more yeah that, oh boy they were big snakes and those fearless fans really uh earned whatever they won because that was that was tough to tough to watch yeah really cool event one thing though is we don't like we didn't know who won and i assume yeah. everyone who was there probably was told who won but yeah, from people I, who got to see all these pictures and stuff, I kind of wanted to know who won and maybe more details of the contest because it looked awful and I kind of want to know what they went through. <laughs> um, so but the, on that note, um, let's talk the, about the jersey. Yeah, the jersey. Jersey came out. Um, it, we've seen the leaks, so we kind of knew what to expect. Um, 
that darn Beanbell uh, logo is white, and that was the one, uh, the maybe one of the bigger talking points about it. Um, other than that, it's a it's a solid kit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of critique from Union fans, and maybe doesn't like snake on the on the front that uh that sublimated sublimated snake it doesn't stand out too much, but um it's it should be a cool texture to see in, in person. Um, people who've seen it in real life, the people at the party, and you know people who've you know, looked at these jerseys at, at the, the release party and all that stuff were um, pretty positive about it. Yeah, they seem to say the snake kind of was more visible in person. Yeah, which is kind of what we expected. Mm-hmm. It's once we get in person, we'll get to appreciate the, those details a lot better. But um, I don't know. What do, what do you think of the jersey? So I, I like it. Um, I'll definitely get one. Weirdly, and I, I this is not a popular opinion, but I kind of like the white on the navy okay. i like i love that combination of white and navy mm-hmm. um i understand it didn't really go with this this kit but i do like it just in general the navy on white look um the big problem is it says bimbo and i know people say get over it but why um so okay i'll, I'll, I'll point out one point that bothers me about the bimbo being white um obviously like white's been uh a color that's been used in other sponsors and like it's just like this a standard color but it's at the, what makes it stand out uh, in a wrong way to me is that there is no white in our logo. Oh. Um, there like used to be a little white stroke in the old logo they updated. Now there's no white, so there's no connection to white in our branding. And obviously, it's just like the standard. It's just you know the standard color. It is a is a color that um, stands out more than the gold, or if we use like the light blue. But so it's probably like the, the sponsors called it, and they just couldn't you know change it. But that's what made it. Um, kind of like a frustrating choice uh from like an aesthetic point of view yeah you're like obsessed with like logos and stuff yeah it's kind of my job (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that's true um yeah yeah i understand that i also heard that we're the only team in the league where the logo did not have the same color as the shoulder stripes which is really weird and annoying Hmm. because we're also probably the team the only team in the league that talks about the logo on the front as much as we do and so it's weird that that would be something that was chosen yeah I don't. I feel like other teams use white that aren't the. They use, I, they I, mismatching, I just saw whatever. something. Um, yeah, it it is a. I don't know. It is a is a big talking point, but it's also like I listen to so many um, reviews of other podcasts about like just like general MLS uh, podcasts that talked about the jerseys like extra time. And yeah, what they Aces. say? They, they like all it? like the Union jersey was all one almost one of the top uh, picks that they that they chose that they loved. So like a lot of outside of Union. Uh, you know, MLS people like love the ML the Union jersey, so maybe like that's cool. Maybe we're just too close to it, and we're just getting a little, we're just a little too. Uh, I don't know. Maybe expect a little too much, but like I don't know. Maybe that's not the right, right way to phrase it, but um, I don't know. It, it it got a lot of good reception from people, so I I think it's gonna be a good look. I feel like that was the same thing last year with the uh the Rays coming out of the bottom mm. of the jersey. I feel like Union fans complained it wasn't visible enough but then people from outside the union family were like that's, that's a cool look they really yeah. liked it so yeah i think i think you do make a good point about we're kind of too close to have a kind of maybe unbiased perspective yeah 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 um so let's talk about it. so you and me are well documented and discussing our failures of names on backstage jerseys yeah uh although aronson's living up to yeah pretty I, good I, for you last year yeah last happy about that too. Uh, what do you, what do you think about this year? Are you gonna get a name? Yes, you are. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm between two. I I will let uh, I don't know because I know you're between two of those guys as well. 
So I'm between um, Mackenzie and Bedoya. Yeah. Um, McK- yeah, I just I really like both of them. I I think it's kind of maybe like the last chance to get either of those two mm-hmm. potentially. That's fair. So yeah. this could be the time to do it. Um, but that, those are my guys. I'd be happy with either. What about you? Uh, yeah, so I'm between those two. Part of me wants to do Fontana for some reason. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if that'd be well well spent money. Uh, as far as like value and how much we'll see him on the field for having his name on a jersey. Um, I think you can't go wrong with the homegrown. It's yeah. always going to be a connection to the player, so I think yeah. that's a safe. I know Trusty like went to another MLS club, so that makes it right. difficult, but mostly it's it's a safe pick. Yeah, I think it would be cool to kind of watch and see if um, one of the other homegrowns also kind of gets some time mm-hmm. and see if any of them seem like they're going to be a player who, I don't know, develops into a squad player. Well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, Mackenzie's probably probably my top because I wore number four too. So okay, that's another thing. Yeah. Um, I had some. Are you good on that? Are you done? Um, I, and then my I've got other questions beyond players on our own backs. Go for it. Okay, so just just think about buying kits and stuff. Things. I don't know if they're faux pas or just where do you stand on these different things that people do with kits. Um. Like what? How do you feel about getting your own name on a on a signature kit, or so like soccer, getting the number ten, getting your your name on it, or I, I like, think once you put your name on it, then it becomes its own kit. I don't think it matters what number you associate with it. It's just like, then it becomes a non-union player, and it's just like a custom that person's mm-hmm. kit. Okay, so then what about what if you got a Patriots number twelve and put McClung on it, or a Yankees number two, and instead of getting Jeter. You know what I'm saying? Like, some of these... Yeah. Yeah. I know the Union don't have a player in, like, that kind of legendary status. And, like, Latu wore 9 and 11, yeah, so it doesn't think, really matter. I don't know. Then it kind of... I guess you're kind of getting two for one. You, you kind of want to get that player, but also it's yours. I don't know. I don't... I'm against it. Just yeah. for I don't I, I don't think anyone should really get their own name on a jersey. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's either a player or blank. Right, right. Or, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, that's right. That's where I stand, too. Um... In soccer, you've got goalkeeper kits. So, like, other teams yeah. don't really have that. Or other... Yeah, other sports don't really have a goalkeeper kit that, like, is so different. And uh, soccer kits, as we've noted, are very well worn. So, like, Blake, he's going to wear orange or green or red. Would you ever buy yourself a goalkeeper kit? Um, Probably not. Just because the goalkeeper kits are pretty... They're, like, standard throughout the league. It's, like... Mm. Mm-hmm. All the goalkeepers have the same like four or five colors to pick from, and it's all like it's not like a union kit. It's just like a goalkeeper kit with the like, union logo on it. Right. As much as like this, the home jersey is stand is a template that every other team has yeah. similar to. It's it's still it's just the same colors. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's. I don't know if I would. I mean, I love Blake. Um, if it was like, I found a, a nice deal on eBay, maybe I'd jump on it. Yeah, but yeah. that's cool. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd uh, like, I'd go for a, a goalkeeper jersey. I just saw, yeah, I mean, you have a cat named Andre, so I didn't know if yeah. you go. Yeah, I do. Be but, a little more. Yeah. But. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, cat, cats die. <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the way to look at it. Um, This is random, and I don't know. W- would the Sons of Ben let someone in to the section with a red I mean, kit? If it's a Blake kit, I would hope, I would think so, but it's still a red jersey. That's yeah. tough. I don't know. Like, I don't think you should buy a red Union jersey. I feel like they shouldn't make that. Yeah, well, yeah, they should. Blake shouldn't wear a red, red 
goalkeeper kit. Just like Matt Freeze should not be drinking <laughs> Red Bull and getting cases of it delivered to his house. I, oh, man, that was a mistake. Yeah, to post that picture, I'm glad that he had, like, as many comments from Union fans saying, what the heck, as he did likes on the thing. And usually likes are way more, so... Yeah, I'm glad uh, the Union family got on him pretty hard for that. And he, he took it in good nature. He thought it was pretty funny. That's hilarious. Um, so props to Union Twitter for getting on him for drinking Red Bull. <laughs> Which is also weird because the league just signed a deal with uh, that other sports drink. Um, Body Armor? Was that the one with Kobe and Bedoya? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so. I don't know if they have, I think that's like a like a Gatorade type drink, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like the Red Bulls? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we all hate Red Bull. Yeah. Um, one more kit faux pas or not faux pas. Um, can you get a former player on a current kit? So um, could you get a Danny Califf on this year's kit or a Mobi Okugu or Okugu, Danny Mwanga, Freddie Adu? Maybe like Zach Pfeffer. You know, I think players. I prefer that over getting your own name. Okay, because it's at least still a player, and you're like, it's about the team. I don't know. I I think maybe I think the only t- only person would be. I love two jersey. I think that's the mm-hmm. only guy you would get on a current. Who has that kind of status? But mm-hmm. I don't know. Risk it on a player that that's on the team. You know, make yeah. them the, the maybe that jersey will become the next Latou jersey. You know, yeah. the next legend. So that's how I see it. So that's all I'll bug you about with uh, jersey questions okay. and fashion. Other than one more fashion question, fashion. soccer ball fashion. That's that fashion. <laughs> no, but it's, a, it's an idea that I came up with or kind of realized, and maybe it's been talked about before. I mean, I'm sure it has, but every year, um, leagues change up their ball. And I was just thinking, um, like, soccer is the only sport that does that. They take their main piece of equipment, the only thing you really need in order to play the game, and they change it every year. Even in the way that it works sometimes like sometimes yeah. the design or the paneling makes the ball move different ways and, and it's been documented that players sometimes like or dislike the way a ball moves from year to year uh do you have any thoughts on that like i just i was just thinking about it and um i thought it was kind of interesting that soccer takes their main piece of equipment and changes it every year yeah <laughs> <laughs> there you go that is interesting right. <laughs> no, 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 no it is interesting i don't have much more to say on that but that is it is well because like like baseballs are so um, like standardized. Apparently, maybe the juice, whatever. But well, like, yeah, the juice, like footballs yeah. are like they haven't changed ever. Basketballs that changed that one time in the NBA and they play hated it, so they changed it back. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, like soccer balls changed like yearly, and it is interesting. I don't, I wonder how how noticeable it is with for the players like year to year. Like MLS, like at least MLS uses like the same brand like, at least recently. Like it's always an Adidas ball, so I feel like maybe that mm-hmm. makes it a little more. Uh, comfortable or familiar um but yeah i don't know that is that is interesting when yeah. they have a new ball this year it's like kind of like a throwback to the old um the original miter volleyball looking yeah nah, nah, I was, green and blue ball yeah it's i was thinking cool. i was thinking um we used to have a mini ball that looked like that yeah at our house and i really regret like losing it or not knowing where it is at yeah. this moment in my life um i just i just hopped on ebay to look at one and one is 200 bucks Man, but could, it's could have been us. It's Chicago Fire signed, so maybe it's a little more because of that. But, but yeah, that's gonna be that's a if you have an original MLS ball, that's a pretty cool piece of. Yeah, that's like that, that one. That's a, that was a classic look. That one. Yeah. So it's yeah. cool that they're kind of calling back to that one with with the new ball with the new, you know, it's definitely a new look. So I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Oh yeah. 
let's uh, let's talk about uh, what else do we need? Oh, we here's another pl- a player uh, thing that um, it's kind of it's a player thing, but kind of new. Uh, the Burke loan was made official. Right. So he's he's off in uh, Poland until May. Is it Poland, right? Yeah, that sounds or Austria. Um, I, I don't Austria, know. Austria. Yeah, okay. sorry, Austria. The, okay. the team is SKN St. Poulton. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, he's there till May. True or false? Corey Burke plays for us this season. I think, in six says false. Mm-hmm. I don't. I. I don't know. Like I feel like. It, it just be. It's. I feel like it looks. It'd be a harder path to get back to the Union team than just to say in in Austria or, in Europe. Mm-hmm. Just be, not just because of the visa thing, but just because it's like, we've been without him so long. We've we've basically changed our entire system since he's been gone. Right. I don't know if he really has a place in the new system. He he's never been a, the most like technical forward. He I know he can score, and I know there's value in that. And I don't mind seeing him back. I just don't think there's a a spa- like too much of a a spot for him. I'd say it probably depends on May what we have. So. Just thinking, who are our strikers right now? You got Vooten, probably third in the depth chart. Santos, Shabilko. Santos and Shabilko both are a little bit injury prone. I mean, Santos last year had a rough year, and Casper's definitely had his times. I mean, he's uh, even missed some preseason time with an injury. So it might even be, you know, Ernst has plan A, plan B for Corey, depending on injuries. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I could see it. I can definitely see that. I feel like um, if we really need a new striker, though, I don't know if 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 he's gonna like be the answer, though. If one of those guys are down, I think we might need even like a more of a a better, maybe like a a, be- a bigger signing. I mean, that's always. I mean, you could say that probably across the board with the right. Even. But I feel like if it's something that like Burke isn't even with the team yet, it'd be if even if he comes back or if it's a new player, it's gonna be a player acclimating to the team since, mm-hmm. since he's been away for so long. That maybe just spend more money, get a better, bigger player, because... Yeah, that stuff all just kind of depends. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, but Burke, yeah, he's been gone for a long time, but he knows the facilities, he knows the language, he knows the coaching staff, he knows the players. So, like, yeah, getting true. acclimated isn't as much as, like, a new player where... That's true. You're walking into a bunch of strangers and hoping they kick the ball to you. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, good good point, kind of. I've got... A couple more things to talk about before the break. Do we have time? We got time. Uh, let me check. Sure. Uh, make it quick. Okay. So <laughs> one thing I like uh, it's just something I like. Oh, the, the, these are all quick. They're all quick. Um, the Sons of Ben have been putting out song lyrics and kind of how it sounds on out on their social media accounts. I'm not a musical person, despite the new intro music that I made. Yeah. Um, a shout out to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I really like that because I need to see the words and to hear them to kind of be able to see the songs. Like, I have a hard enough time with the Philadelphia clap, clap, clap on corner kicks. <laughs> or Union. See, I, I don't even know. It's I'll been play. a while. So. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate the Sons of Ben doing that. So thanks, guys. Um, quickly, I've got two two around the league things i got to talk about. The first, it's been a while since I've talked about Inter-Miami. Um and so they released injury news. They've got a striker who's going to be hurt. Uh, and why does that matter? We play them early on, and it sounds like the striker's going to be out. So good for us. Um, they also lost the first battle in a patent war with Inter Milan. So uh, I thought that was just funny. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, they're, 
I I don't even I don't even know to, I don't even know where to go with that, but I just enjoy seeing that. Um, speak of Inter Milan, I also enjoyed watching Inter beat AC Milan and Zlatan losing. Yeah, a little MLS connection. They were up two nothing and then lost four two. It was it was a brilliant comeback from Inter. Nice. Um, did you watch any of that game? No. No. You own an Inter jersey, but didn't watch the game. Yeah, I got on clearance. It's fun. It's it's fun. You only have to watch the games if you. <laughs> Doesn't make me a real fan. I just found a cool jersey. Um, speaking of soccer, I've been watching uh, Liga MX. Uh, so good. I, I've really enjoyed that league. The way that they press. I was watching Lyon uh, versus Monterey. And those two teams, uh, it, was, it was for the first like half, they pressed so hard. Lyon had three strikers up. And it, it just the only reason I'm talking about it is because I hope the Union press in a similar fashion. I mean, they were, they were putting all their forwards up high. And then forcing Monterey, who who just won last year's uh, championship, forcing Monterey into playing a bunch of 50-50s towards midfield. And so it was just nice to see a successful press. Um, and then Monterey was giving it right back when uh, the ball was in the defensive end of Leon. So if you're, if you're looking for some soccer and to watch how the press should be working for the Union, check out that league. It's fun. And every player has the green light to shoot from anywhere. It's pretty funny to watch. <laughs> That's um, fun. Uh, the last... Last thing before the break. Um, Three, two, uh, just, Dallas. Just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> SC Dallas, who we opened the season with, um, they're marketing right now not to come watch their own players. They put out some some tweet or something that said, come see Chicharito, Vela, Pavon. They're like marketing that other team stars were coming to Dallas. And that's what they were trying yeah. to get fans to come for. Okay. I... I think that's that's weird. Okay, so they they tweeted that out on their social media feed. Okay, that's where that's where yes. we saw that. Right. Um, I think that kind of marketing isn't terrible. I think it makes sense to attract fans to the, these stars coming to your town. I think it's dumb to tweet it out to your social media feed where all your feeds should be people that are already supporting your team, so they're not trying to support other teams. But I think mm-hmm. marketing that as like ads around the city or something that isn't directly towards people who are already FC Dallas fans is a smarter way to do that because it's not a dumb right. it's not a dumb approach they like t- they had tweeted out this they have this like this ticket package where you get like all these games for mm-hmm. a set price and that's fine but like don't tweet it out to people who are you to dallas already, fans right make right. it like an ad to target other people i don't know i think it's i'm not super against i know a lot of people are i i get that that's a very controversial move it it, it looks bad but i don't think it's a, the dumbest marketing move it's just that was a dumb execution of it. It was a dumb location to uh, advertise that. Nice. I, that's that's how I see it. And that, and that's why I bring it up because you're the guy with uh, some ideas and some expertise on that kind of realm of marketing and stuff like that. Um, do you want to talk about logos at all anymore, or do you <laughs> no, can we go no. to a break? No, we can talk about it next week. All right. Well, I got <laughs> I do have some logo talk at the end. So all right. uh, let's take a break. And then after this, we'll come back talk about the CBA, a little Eastern Conference preview. Oh, the season's starting soon. Oof. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about a trip that me and Luke and Doopy Dad are going to be taking. So Can't come wait. back after this. Cool. Hey, it's the Doopy Brothers podcast presented by the Brotherly League Game. AJ and Luke here for the second half of the episode. Going to go over a couple big things and a couple little things. The first big thing we're going to talk about is the collective bargaining agreement. (laughs) (laughs) Thought I said barking. Um, Go CBA. So that was solidified, signed off, um, deleted. Yeah. So 
Luke, go through it, talk about it, and okay. uh, I'll join in when... Okay, so yeah, I'll hit some of the bigger points. Um, uh, one of the big things, free agency has gotten a lot better. Uh, it's now, uh, once you're 24 years old or have five years and five years of service, um, you can be, you're eligible for free agency, and there's no cap on free agency when like teams can sign as many free agents as they want. Um, another thing, they like raise the minimum... Uh, salaries for senior players uh a big one was uh they they made a deal so that the players get a share of the um revenue from future media right deals which i think that's gonna be a factor i think 2023 there's gonna be a new uh deal that needs to be made for for like tv tv rights so that's gonna be huge for the players um and then one of the bigger ones for especially for union uh union factors is uh the charter flights so right now it's starting 2020 there are teams need to take uh eight mandatory charter flights so that was that's that's a lot compared to last year where it was four optional charter flights and so just to be clear because i you just cleared this up for me when you say eight mandatory charter flights that means like out and back would be two right so two individual flights yeah yeah, yeah. Not eight games. Yeah, so that's ways. so okay. that's four games covered. If and then on, and back, on yeah. top of that, it's also every um, playoff game and CCL game has to use charter flights. Oh, cool! Or at, at least at least playoff game, maybe CCL game. I'm pretty sure, but I'm not positive. So, do you think Jay Sugarman is going to try to keep us out of the playoffs to save some dough? <laughs> I mean, maybe he just hopes we play DC or New York. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so what if it is? Do you like, you don't have to fly from? Philly to DC, so there's got to be like some stipulations. Yeah, if you're I'm sure within a couple hundred miles or something. Yeah, like, just there's probably some some work uh, yeah. logic into that. Yeah, because even players will probably just be like, you know, can I just drive? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's funny though. Um, yeah, so so there's definitely some things that'll definitely impact the the union, but that that charter flights thing is probably the biggest thing where, um, the union have been vocal, particularly Bedoya, vocal about it's a problem flying. Uh, commercial, I guess. Yeah, there's so many uh, times last year where we, not just union players, but players started tweeting out, oh, my flight's delayed, we're stuck in Toronto, we're stuck mm-hmm. in so many places that, like, they, after these, you know, midweek games or back-to-back, like, back-to-back away games, like, these players get stuck in these places that, like, stuck on planes, they, they can't recover fully from from games, and it's and it, cre- it creates injuries, it creates poor performances, it, it it does hurt a lot because these players are, are yeah, I mean, it's based, their, their job is their body. And, and if you can't recover correctly, that's a big factor. And being able to get home in time or get to point A to point B in, in an efficient time allows for so much better uh, recovery. So it's, this is, this is a big part of the deal. It's, it's a lesser, maybe a lesser point to the. Yeah. But Doyle was hurt you know. last year after a short turnaround. Yeah. And that's so like, he, he yeah. directly was someone who was impacted by, the lack of charter flights used. Um, I remember there was a story, some players, uh, I, I want to say Red Bull, but I'm not really sure. Maybe Daniel Royer. Anyway, they were stuck in an airport for so long that he started talking to players like, yo, let's just rent a car and drive home. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you're a pro athlete. You should not be having to make those choices like, are we just going to rent a car and drive for 12 hours or sit in an airport and wait in the chair like it's yeah. just not i i think it was i think montreal played new england 
mm-hmm. and they their planes get, kept getting delayed. That Montreal showed up at the stadium like an hour and a half before the game started. Yeah, that's or something like crazy like that. It, and so having these charter flights should help alleviate a lot of those problems, and and um, within the next couple of years, they'll keep increasing these charter legs. So by twenty twenty four, they'll have uh, sixteen um, mandatory charter flights. And I think they even heard in a, in a uh, I heard that uh, that there's also like a wiggle room that they can even work out a deal to increase that if, mm. if they think is needed. If both sides think that's a like a positive addition to the to the contract, so that's a, that's a big deal. Um, it's something that like yeah, again, like we've seen a lot of this past year that players had to deal with. So I'm glad that it's, it's this whole CBA seems like it's it's a great benefit to the to the players, and that's what we were hoping for. We're glad it got dealt with in a timely manner but more importantly these players got what they deserved yeah and um there's a couple things in there that uh particularly work on their health and working conditions um such as moving stipends and benefits and that's something i didn't really think about but as a player gets traded they have to they obviously have to move and their family has to move um so just getting some help with that uh 401k contributions were increased which again with with mls salaries you're not necessarily making NBA, MLB, NFL type money where you can play for three years and then retire with more money than you need. So help with retirement for MLS players is also um, good. And then this one, increased travel per diem, which just means players on the road will have a little more um, flexibility, maybe. Buy some souvenirs. Yeah. <laughs> Get some more t-shirts. I was personally thinking their social medias might be a little more exciting. Uh, they'll be posting some fancier foods. But... Um, but yeah, it's good. I think I think it shows that owners see the value in the league and where the league is going, that it's going to be continuing to grow and make money for them. So let's treat treat our assets the right way. So that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, it also means there's going to be no delay on the season. Uh, CCL will be going on. Gosh, CCL is like... It's like next week. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so there's going to be no delay in soccer, and that's that's the most important thing for us, the consumer. So All that's right. that's CBA. That's that's done with. Now that we don't want to think about that for another five years, which is good. Yeah, but I, I, mean, I might think about it before that. But okay, I'll let you know. All right. So let's move on. Now that's now it's time to actually start previewing the season. Woo! So we're gonna dive into a little bit with the Eastern Conference. A little bit of a preview. A little bit. Little yeah, bit. we're not. We're not gonna deep dive. Not deep. Um, we're not great we, swimmers. We don't have the time or research for that. But let's let's just talk about what um, like go over kind of what other teams have done, uh, particularly what teams we're kind of afraid of, what teams maybe we're not afraid of based off of their off seasons. Okay. So. So you, so last year we finished only behind NYC and Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, you know our moves. Uh, where do you think we stand as far as those two? So those two are kind of the. The Eastern Conference standard as of 2019. Right. So Atlanta is kind of taking maybe more of a, a spotlight because of all their moves, but I feel like there's been a lot of um, losses. They've yeah. lost some big, big key players. They lost Nagby, uh, LGP, Gressel, Vialba. Carlton's going on loan. Not that he was a big factor on the first team, but that's a guy that they were expecting to you know, show up eventually. Uh, Kevin Kratz. What? Uden Legend. Uh, what? Breck Shea, Paul Glomir. Like, a lot of these guys. Paul Pogba. They let him go. Paul mm. Pogba. <laughs> um, 
They added Brooks Lennon. Yeah, they, then they added Brooks Lennon. Um, a couple, like, of, like, couple other like lesser known guys. Not big names, mm-hmm. you know. Not big flashy, uh, big flashy names that. Uh, Yo, LDP. Um, he won man of the match in uh, his first game with his new Mexican league game uh, team. Wow. Yeah, just something. Okay. As I promote the Mexican league. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, that's, I mean, it's a big loss for them. He was he's a, like, one of their best best defenders. Yeah. Um, they're a team that I feel like we're. I, I, you know, they're always a team that we're, we're always going to have to look up to as far as, like... They still have the Barco. Big, they still have... Threatening. They have Joseph Martinez. Joseph, he's, yeah. yeah. Um, Pity Martinez is still... Pity. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably going to have a more stronger year this year. So they still have, you know, a really scary, threatening team. But I'm definitely less afraid of them this year. Um, right, yeah. And, and as long as uh, Brad Gazan keeps his legs apart, Aaron Sinchel should have no problem there. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, um, uh, any, any news on NYCFC other than the fact that they play in a stupid baseball stadium? That's an, all anyone needs to know about that stupid franchise. Well, I mean, they're, they're going to have to play their CCL game in Red Bull oh, Arena. that's a beautiful situation. Yes. Can uh, you imagine? Uh, that, so, yeah, they're playing their CCL game in Red Bull Arena. I, I As a Union fan, I want to go up and root against them just for that. Not that I will, but... Uh, to all of our Red Bull listeners here, um, you gotta go like that. I mean, that's that's hilarious to go to and just yeah. root against. I I think like the city. NYC supporters are gonna like protest that game. Or, I don't know. It's gonna be dramatic. Just interesting. But like, uh, on the field, that team doesn't change too much. Um, they kept Keaton Parks. They they got him. Uh, oh yeah, he's on good. a on a solid deal, not just on the loan. Um, they uh, got uh, Zilla Lamb. Oh yeah, from Gideon. Sporting, who's mm-hmm. a guy who we always thought was gonna, you know, make some splashes with the with the U.S. team, but never really did. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's more of a name than a. I I, yeah. I, I just don't. That potential is probably gone by now. Or yeah, that, you know, that that's sailed. an underwhelming signing. Um, they lost Ben Sweat, who was a, a kind of solid young defender. Um, that's that, that's it. A lot of other names that aren't really jumping out, but mm-hmm. they yeah, they're a team that's. Pretty much the same. They're they, they, I mean, they were such a complete team. They were a, a very threatening, scary team. So I feel like they're still a team to um, obviously they're still afraid it's of. All, it's, yeah, it's just their, their stupid home field advantage. You play on that field, and another team who plays decent soccer comes in there, and it's it's not going to be the same game. Yeah, um, that's where they their home field advantage just gets them a lot of points. That's that's my thoughts. Uh, so real quick, Union, do we are we above Atlanta? Are we above NYC this year? I don't know if we're above them, but we're closer to them. Okay. All right. Because I feel like we have improved, and they have maybe not gotten worse, but not exactly improved. Okay. In my, in, based off of the offseason. Okay. Teams behind us? NYC also has a new coach. So that's a big factor, too. They could, oh, you know, yeah, There's yeah. a lot of changes, possibly, like, tactically, how that team works, so that's a that's a factor. Right. Who is it? Tommy Tinkertoy? <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, uh, Ronnie Delia? Delia? Something like that? Oh, yeah. He was kind of underwhelming. He was in... The Scottish League for a while and stuff like yeah. not, nothing really giant, not a huge resume, mm-hmm. or yeah, yeah. So there are teams that you know we're obviously going to be good, but not um, not going to leap above us too far in terms of their offseason moves. Other teams that uh, that were below us uh, to end the year last year, but um, I say improved okay. would be uh, DC United. They got Gressel, they got Edison Flores. The, mm-hmm. um, 
saw he completed his physical. He's in DC now. Yeah. So and, they, and you know they obviously lost Rooney. Uh, Lujo Acosta is gone. Not that he was a big factor last year, but he's obviously a but, yeah, talented yeah. player. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that team has a. They, I feel like they've made some decent signings. Decent signings, but also a team. I. It's been what three years since we've really had to worry about them. Like. Like, we've always got their number. Yeah, we do. Yeah, They've they, always they, been a decent team, though. They always hang in the East, yeah. I'll, I'll say that. But one-on-one, we haven't really had to worry about them. But within the rest of the East, somehow, somehow they always seem to do well against Atlanta and uh, Red Bull. They hold their own. So, um, yeah, one-on-one, I think we can still take them. But they might be able to hang in the East. Right. I think losing Rooney, he was such a big part. You watch them play, and they, they just... Gave him every opportunity they could. All these guys are just kind of, uh, I don't know, moving out of the way so that Rooney could do whatever. So right. losing him, I think, I think they still have Olakamara though, who's a, a, definitely a solid striker, and yeah, kind of didn't get as much um, attention or playing time because of Rooney. So I think he he should be able to uh, take up a lot of that scoring response responsibility. Yeah, I just wonder if Ben Olsen is a good enough coach to make it happen i feel like last year's success was a lot built on rooney and i don't know i i, I just never thought ben olsen was that great of a coach and i don't i just don't know if they have the players this year to uh carry his coaching abilities or lack thereof okay beyond just benny ball yeah as people call it it's definitely a rivalry that i always look forward to yes yes so all right real quick go through a couple of the other teams that um i don't know you uh, want to go through Okay, so another one I want to touch is Columbus. Um, their team may be, may be afraid of because they've gotten definitely seem to get gotten stronger. Um, they added Nagby. They added um, a big name in uh, Lucas Celarain, who's like a, they spent a lot of money on. He's gonna be a attacking, uh, attacking midfielder. So I feel like they've definitely gotten stronger. Their team that is coached by Caleb Porter. So I think. With it, with more time, he's gonna be able to build his system, his team a lot stronger than last year. They they're always a team that I always feel like is always solid. I know mm-hmm. that's more because of how I felt about the Berhalter teams, but I feel like they still have talent, and they're a team that I feel like it's gonna be. I feel like they should be a playoff team this year. So yeah, a team to keep an eye on. I'd agree. Caleb Porter in his second year coaching them, they've got a lot less uh, distractions off the field. It seems now they've got solid ownership, a direction mm-hmm. for our stadium and right. in the city. Um, and Porter's getting some of these players who he's familiar with, with uh, Fernando Adi and Darlington Nagby. Right. Um, plus a uh, big DP. Yeah, I'd say I'd say that's a team that we would want to watch out for. Um, Thierry Henry is back in the league, coach in Montreal. I don't know how great his coaching is based off of his last gig. He was with uh, Nice, right? Yes. Um, and they didn't. Or was it Monaco? Oh, you're right. Yeah, Nice is um Vieira. Uh, Vieira. Yep. Yeah. Um so he's with Monaco. I mean you you just never know from other seasons. Uh but the big thing for them is on the field they possibly are losing Piotti. It too. looks to be official now. Oh. Yeah, so that's that's pretty huge. There you go. Um so that's a team where new coach lost their biggest player. Uh Chicago, they've been a little busy, but I don't I don't know if not as busy as they should have been. Yes, that's they what I was going to say. Huge guys. They've lost um, Schweinsteiger, McCarty, uh, Gaetan. They're, 
they had this whole rebrand. They're moving back to the to the city with their with the Soldier Field, and yeah, they're I, supposed I, to bring some big names to that stadium. And they really have been underwhelming in that category. Yeah, they've they've signed uh, Madran, who's who's supposed to be a good number ten, and Barrett, who's a, a DP. Um, but I just, don't know if, I just don't know if they have enough other players around. Yeah, those they guys still need to are, sign a lot more guys. Yeah. They they really stripped the roster. Um, Do they have a new coach? Uh, is, yeah, is um, out? yeah, it's um, uh, Wiki, uh, the the old U.S. youth team coach. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I was like, good town was good. I'm I'm kind of surprised that they got rid of him, but I yeah, I don't think he wanted to come back or I, gotcha. yeah I don't, I don't know if they just have the, the resources or interest to sign him uh cincinnati got a good dp uh they also got the uh, asian dude cubo and then more for union fans james jimmy jimothy mclaughlin yes. was re-signed or or joined the team i mean he's he's an original with them so he's back with them so that's exciting for him and then of course a guy we were a little familiar with harris madunian's on that team um so they might jump up a little bit. Still, how how much can you trust Cincinnati? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the the, the two big names, the Lacadio and uh, Kubo, should be interesting. Should make that team a little more threatening. But uh, yeah, there's still such a it's had such a bad year last year that you can't imagine these couple guys are gonna turn around that much. Um, but yeah, they're definitely a team to maybe keep an eye on a little more. Yeah, Orlando's always got Mickey Mouse, as you put in our rundown, which is pretty <laughs> funny. Uh, yeah, there's. I think they're one of the teams that I put in the category that we're not afraid of. Yeah. <laughs> They've never been a... They, they're just always in a rebuilding year. Yeah. I don't know what else to say about them. They they have Nani. That's all I have. They don't have Dom Dwyer. Yeah, but him. like he, he was not doing too much last year. I think Chris Mueller was like, he's a good player, but... Oh, yeah. I don't know. They're, they're t- they have a, a good coach now, Oscar Pereja. So hopefully, mm. maybe I'm sure like in a couple years, they'll, they'll turn it around. Right. Maybe not this year, but... I guess maybe down the road, hopefully they there's still a team that's never made the playoffs. That's wild. With as much like they feel like they put a lot of yeah. money into these rosters. They have Kaka, they have that, you know beautiful stadium, and yet they still haven't put out a really good yeah. Kleishin, that uh, Canadian dude who scored goals, Laren. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they've had a lot of players. Man, Orlando. That's tough. Too busy riding uh, Space Mountain, and it's a small world after all to focus on soccer. I burn. Got him. Got him. Burn. Uh, New England, don't really need to talk about them, because why would we? Uh, Red Bull, they've lost some big names. Robles, BWP, Kamar Lawrence. Yeah, they're a team that I feel like they're going to... If they don't make some more signings, I feel like that team's going to be pretty weak. Pretty thin. Um, but they still got the same coach, Armas, right? So And he's not that good, though. I feel like the, they like all the Red Bull fans were like calling for his head after this, this past season, so I feel like that's a team that's kind of in disarray. Yeah, but Red Bull fans don't actually go to the games, so I don't fair. know how much I trust... Their opinions. Yeah, I don't. It's it's weird because that's a that's a organization that always seems to have their stuff together. And right. This yeah. year it feels like it's it's a it little less. A so yeah. So that's I don't know because they've always had two two guys like on either end Robles and BWP and they just kind of right fill in between there. Yeah, I feel like they should move back towards the uh, signing guys like Juan Pablo and Hill, Terry Henry, like oh yeah, Cahill, like get these big names just to like solidify that roster a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. They're leaning a little, maybe too much on these homegrown system guys. Yo, we didn't talk about Inter-Miami on this list, because oh, yeah. they're in the East now, but uh, we mentioned them a little before. They're a mess, although Neymar said he'll play for them eventually someday. <laughs> like 10 years. <laughs> as well as everyone else in Europe who um, is good. 
I, I'm, I'm not worried about them. Yeah. Not, I mean, I'm not, I'm, you know, call me crazy, but I know, I know what the expectations are, but I'm just, I'm just not afraid of them. Yeah. The, yeah. Like you said, they're one of their bigger, supposed to be bigger signings that Julian Carranza is supposed to be a forward that's, should have been good on their team, uh, is out for 10 to 12 weeks, so I think he's going to miss the yeah. Union games. We play them kind of early. Yeah, that's what I talked about in the first half. I know, but I'm just recapping. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't have much else to say about that. Right. So, <laughs> all right, on the spot, without thinking too much, where do the Union finish in the East? Um, I want to say definitely top four again. I was going to say it's got to be number one. Okay. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh, but. Definitely. Another, okay, another thing just to touch, Toronto should probably be pretty good. Oh, okay. I mean, I'd say a lot of that depends on health of the old guys. Yeah, but I feel like Josie. Yeah, I guess he's always hurt. Never mind. Yeah, he's always hurt. <laughs> Bradley's getting older. Yeah, they got a they got the other Piatti from Espanol. So okay. I think maybe he should be good, but he should seems be. like kind of an older guy too. So, but they're always a good team. Uh, they have a good coach, so mm-hmm. I feel like they could. They're always going to throw them for the a top Eastern spot. But yeah, I feel like we are going to say top of four again. I'm pretty I feel pretty comfortable with that. I feel like we could reached maybe number two number one for a mm-hmm. bit and i don't know but yeah I, i'm not i'll go top two i'll go a little more optimistic okay some reason i just feel like maybe some team will sneak ahead of us but i i, I think top two okay yeah I, I, i'm not i i could see that yeah yeah you said top four and top two is within that realm so that's true i, I can see you seeing that <laughs> um <laughs> that's a little bit of an eastern conference preview from uh the doobie brothers yeah we rambled through that that's yeah. fine cool um so, in closing, we've got two things to talk about. Uh, if you're free in July, join us in Chicago. We booked a trip with Doopy Dad. Where the three of us are going to make a, our, uh, what is this? This is going to be our fourth, fourth Doopy Brothers trip yeah. to an away game. So, we've done Colorado, um, New, New England, England, Minnesota. Yeah, this is going to be Chicago. It's going to be fun. Soldier Field. We got... The cheapest front row seats you could ever find. Yeah, Union players who are listening, because I know you are. We're gonna be right behind you. It's gonna be awesome. Um, unless the view's not good after after a minute, then we'll move back to some cheaper seats. But yeah, it's, yeah, gonna be, it's, it's a midweek game, so I feel like the stadium's gonna be pretty thin. Yeah, yeah. So we, we'll have some We'll make some noise. Make make it a Union atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll be front row, right behind the visitor bench. So uh, watch that game, and you'll see us uh, right there. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is to give Luke some credit. He had a couple articles up on Brotherly Game. Thanks. A Lo- little, little bit of logo talk. We talked about yeah. how much you love logos. The Redding. Yeah, Redding United um, uh, refreshed their look. It's, they really did a great job. Um, credit to uh, Wandell Designs, uh, who's like a former uh, Redding intern, and then redesigned their, their look and, and nailed it really great job um i did a little article about it on brotherlygame.com but i'm sure you guys seen the logos and yeah, it's a it's a good uh good good job there um, and i i am a out of town season ticket holder for that team so yeah. i appreciate your article about my my squad yeah well, they're they're a fun fun follow too on twitter yeah they're yeah they're pretty good um we're going to get them up on the podcast probably, let's see, their state, their season starts in May. So probably around May we'll get them on the podcast, talk yep. about their upcoming season and what to look forward to there. Uh, Luke also did an article on, 
I was gonna say kind of the jersey, but kind of more the just like the jersey release. It mm-hmm. was supposed to be like a jersey review that I started trying to do, but then it it just kind of became more about the whole MLS jersey release and how they marketed it, but also just the jersey situation in the league that I mm-hmm. feel like should be um should be improved, and we're kind of at the point where that's uh should be a we're, possibility. We're kind of there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but there. yeah, check it out. It. Let me know what you think about that. I, yeah, it was an I'm, interesting. It was an interesting take on the whole thing. It was kind of a big idea. Kind of, you kind of went um, from kind of a small micro topic and made it more of a macro kind of opinion on things with yeah. MLS as a whole and what they're doing with Jersey Release and not streaming the the fashion show, even though they teased about it mm-hmm. leading up to it. Um, so I, I did like that. Also talking about how teams should be able to have more say in their own design. And yeah, I know there uh, there's a lot of complications in in the jersey designs and there's a lot of um a lot of voices should, in that in that decision that maybe should there should be, be less. That's the that's the thing is like there shouldn't be and and um I don't know if I was watching TV or on Twitter or something but just like let the people who design design there shouldn't be executives. Oh, it was, it was a Seinfeld thing, I think. Like producers and uh people shouldn't be telling Seinfeld how to do his show. Like, let the writers, let the actors figure out how to produce the show and how to um, deliver their content. And it's kind of the same thing with design and... Your, that's my entire job, is making fun designs that get shot down by people that don't know design. That's the entire graphic designer's life. Yeah. So that's, it's frustrating, but it's I understand that the the final product isn't exactly... Might not be the 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 team's vision. Might not be the designer's vision. It might be held up before a lot of different reasons that are out of the hands of um, the talent. certain parties and teams parties. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a frustrating situation. I thought I think I think my article brought up points that I think I could dive into a lot deeper. It wasn't um, maybe the most expanded on on points, mm-hmm. but uh, I think. Let me ask you this: If yeah. Union were not. With the deed, if the league could let the union pick whoever they wanted to uh, have their jersey designed by, who mm-hmm. would you want it to be by? So I'm not against Adidas, but I, I always like Umbro jerseys. Mm, I think Umbro. they're always a nice, uh, good balance between a nice trendy look, but also classic and but not, not boring, but um, not like over the top. I think they have a good soccer. They they understand soccer jerseys probably more than most companies. Right, right. I like um, Hummel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like they're in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the one. They're with. Um, are they? Do they do forward Madison? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, they're they're pretty flexible, pretty creative, and let the teams do what they want to do. So that'd be my choice. Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Man, cool. we yeah, covered so, so much. That was. Oh a, my goodness gracious! I'm exhausted. Uh, um, how many beers did we drink tonight? Nine each. That was pretty <laughs> solid. Um, hour of talking. So. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on a, to a regular schedule now, now that I'm done having babies. Um, so, yeah, we'll talk to you again next week. We'll be seven days closer. That'll be the 17th. We'll be 12 days out from from the season opener. That's, that's, that's so crazy. Just, that's just crazy. It's, it's nuts. I'm so excited. I love MLS. I love watching games. I love watching union games. It's, it's going to be so much fun. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So thanks for listening. Uh, let us know what you thought of the episode. Leave us a review and let us know what you think of the, the uh, new intro music. Yeah. Yeah. And outro music. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs>